Hi, I'm Taban Sharesh, the host of That Something Within. My aim with this podcast is to have conversations with people from all walks of life to find out that moment where that something within was triggered for them to make changes in their life. I hope you enjoy listening to this and find inspiration in these stories. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Thank you so much for joining us to That Something Within. And today I'm so happy to be joined by Tiwalola Ogunlesi, the founder of Confident and Killing It, a self-love activist, confidence coach and inspirational speaker. Now, after struggling with low self-esteem throughout her teenage years, she's now on a mission to transform the lives of women and girls all over the world. Tiwa also has a podcast called Confident and Killing It. Welcome, Tiwa. Hi, Taban. Thank you so much for having me. Hello. Well, should we give some background story as to how we yeah. met? We used to work together in um, another charity and uh, I'll never forget, like, walking in my first day and Tiwa was next to me. Your energy instantly attracted me to you and just to start speaking. So I remember our first conversation. I don't know if you do. <laughs> Uh, I know we sat together, but no, I don't remember our first conversation. What did we talk about? I, I think we dived straight in. I, yeah. I We dived straight into like passion work and what we're into. And, yeah. you know, that instant connection of helping women and girls. Yeah. And when I talked about my charity, then you told me what you were doing. Yeah. I'm there thinking, hold on, what are you doing sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> and now, so tell us a little bit in your own words about you and your journey. Um, okay, so um, I started my confidence journey six years ago, um, and I started it because I was actually a really insecure teenager, and I had really bad insecurities around my appearance and my body, um, not because like there was anything necessarily wrong with me, but just out of pure comparison um so I had a sister I have a sister who is you know tall skinny can eat whatever she wants and I was the other sister who had to watch her way and exercise loads and because we have completely different body types um and metabolisms so um I that whole thing of not feeling good enough of not feeling pretty enough and things like that kind of seeped into other areas of my life where I thought I wasn't creative I thought I had no gifts and no talents and all I was good at was school Um, and so I really just saw myself like kind of like in a really average way definitely nothing compared to how I see myself today and so um, I you know came across this book Battlefield of the Mind where I learned about how my mind is a battlefield and my positive and negative thoughts are always going to be fighting for my attention, but I have the power of choice and I have tools and strategies that I can use to program my mind for success. And I was like, what? I can program my mind for success? Like, where are the tools? Let's do this. I'm ready. (laughs) And these kind of things, this is what really annoys me is um, these kind of things are never taught in I think especially in secondary school because it's such a crucial age of how you develop your identity into like adulthood so there there was nothing around while you were there during that time in secondary school and teenage years absolutely nothing like I don't remember 
I didn't remember, I, I, and I had no one to talk to about it um, because I didn't want to tell my mom because I didn't want her to feel bad and feel guilty. Um, and there wasn't, there wasn't really anything in school about confidence and, um, you know, self-awareness. There was nothing in school about that. And I went to a boarding school. So if anything, you would expect that to be the norm, like their sessions on like personal growth and things like that. But actually, no, it wasn't really, it wasn't really a topic that was touched on a lot, which is crazy because comparison and, and confidence and body image is such a big issue for teenage girls. I actually think it should be a compulsory class in, in every school. Completely, I think so. Completely. So, how, so how did you embark on that? You say you, you read that book. What changed after that? So, I think it was really just a mindset shift. It was just an awakening. I'm a very competitive person. I love winning. So, once I knew that there was an equation to win, I was just like, "This is simple. I just need to do baby steps, take practice every single day to get me to the life I want to live." Um, and because I used to think that, oh, when I'm 25, I'll be grown, I'll be making money. And no, age, like growth doesn't come with age. Growth is a mindset thing. You have to be intentional about your growth. And that's what I learned from John Maxwell. Um, he wrote a book, 15 Laws of Growth. Um, and I read that book to kickstart my journey because I just thought, oh, when I'm 30, I'll be grown. But no, you actually have to do things every single day to build your confidence. And so I started off with, what are my strengths? What am I good at? You know, what comes natural to me? I used to think I had no gifts and I had no talents. And that is a lie. We all have gifts and talents. So I had to go on a discovery of what are my gifts? What are my talents? What do I bring to the table? And once I woke up to that, I was literally unstoppable. So, I mean, you you, you said that, um, it doesn't have uh, a timeline or an age to it. Do you think it kind of manifested into your adult life or had you started the journey in your adult life? So I started the journey when I was 21. Yeah, Yeah. I was uh, still in uni because my course was four years. So um, I was actually living in Madrid in my year abroad uh, because I studied Spanish and management. So I was living in Madrid and that's where I really started the journey. And so, yeah, so definitely if I had not started that journey when I did, I would be a completely different person right now. Um, And so when I was reading all of these books and materials, I was like, how do people not know this? Like, I can't keep all of this to myself. I really need to share it with people so that they can learn um, as well. And so my mom bought me, my brother and my sister the same book. And I was the only one who read it. (laughs) because my siblings are super creative like my brother's a music producer my sister's a fashion designer and none of them were like no I'm not reading that but when I had the conversations with them and I broke it down to them they were like oh my gosh Tiwa that was so helpful thank you so much da 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 so I started noticing that young people wouldn't necessarily read the book but if I if they hear it from me as the the channel, as the vessel that delivers this information, they're more likely to take it in. So then I was like, oh, okay. So I need to build myself up 
so that I can then be like a cup that's overflowing with knowledge and wisdom to help other people on their journey too. And so I just became obsessed with videos on YouTube and books and things like that, just learning, learning, learning about confidence and your mindset and how to make your mind work for you. Um, And yeah, and then I just started sharing it with people and giving advice and things just kind of took off. That's brilliant. And so I'd say when and how did that passion start for like helping others realize um, their confidence and self-esteem because I remember we worked together um, we, we were doing our day job and we both had our passion projects on the side mm-hmm. although it was full-time for both of us yeah. um, how how and when did you realize okay I need to start actually putting this into action mm. so I when I graduated from university I was I, it took forever to get, well, I say forever. It took like a couple of months to, to get a job. And I, um, a job in Oxford gave me a role. So this engineering company in Oxford gave me a role in their marketing department. It was in a grad scheme. And I had gotten so many rejections by this point. I actually initially wanted to work in fashion. And I had gotten so many rejections that I was just like, I'm just going to take whichever job says yes to me. So this was the job that said yes. And so I moved all the way to Oxford from London. I didn't know anyone there. Um, And I started working as a grad for this engineering company in their marketing department. And I was absolutely miserable. I don't think I've ever cried so much in my whole life every single day, like coming home from work, just dreading going into the office. You know, I really was in a dark place where I I did not love life. And it was just kind of like I hated where I was Um, because that's the thing about passion. Right. You can't be passionate about everything. There's only certain things that get you passionate. But I was like, oh, it's fine. I can make it work. I can make it work. I could not make it work. So um, I said to myself, you know, when I was just sat at a desk doing absolutely nothing, I said to myself, like, this is not going to be my story. Being stuck in a job that I hate for the rest of my life is not going to be my story because I've seen this happen to so many people and this is not going to be me. So what I did was I said, okay, what are my strengths? I'm good with communication. I'm a people person. Um, I'm energetic. I'm passionate. I'm, I'm, I have empathy. Okay. What are my interests? Um, I love helping people. I just really love, you know, being helpful. I love seeing results. I love seeing positive impact. Uh, I love seeing social impact. And at the time I was actually volunteering as a youth leader um, in, in um, the local church that I joined in Oxford. So I was there working, volunteering with young people every Friday night. And I was seeing how excited I was to be there and to see them and to talk to them and give them advice. And so I was like, okay, I need to mix these two worlds together. I need, I need to work in a job that allows me to impact women and I love seeing women win I love helping young people that allows me to impact young people whilst using my strengths of you know people skills communication organization creativity things like that and that is literally how I found girl effect which is where we met um because essentially about you know empowering teenagers using content and technology um yeah. Oh, Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Go on, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I mixed my strengths and my passions together. And that really was the game changer for me, because I think your power circle lies where your strengths and your passions meet. 
And when I saw that and I saw how impactful I was being when I was working with my strengths and my passions, then I was like, okay, I need to keep working in this area and build something from it. And so what would you say? You see, everyone has that aha moment or that something within that tells them, okay, this is what I need to be doing. Would you say that was that point? Like, where would you say that point actually just arose and you you could see and feel a change coming? Yeah. So funnily enough, um, I quit my job. So I handed in my notice um, at that company in Oxford before I even got any other job. But I was just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So I handed in my notice in January and it was on a Friday and that Friday I was also meeting with my young people and I was running a course with them. So the church created this like female empowerment course for the uh, young people. And I was the one running the course for them. So um, that Friday I went, I didn't tell them I quit my job, but I just went and I ran one of the sessions for them. And afterwards they were like, Tiwa, what happened to you? Like you were on fire today. Like you were just like, wow, your energy was incredible. And I immediately knew that that is what I was born to do because I felt so alive. And it was the same day I had just left my job. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that whole, that release of letting go of that job, I'm focusing on, you know, building young people and teaching them about self-love and purpose and strength. And they were like, Tiwa, your energy today was incredible. That's when I knew this is exactly what I need to be doing. And that's why you have to be awake to what's going on around you and what people are saying about you. You've got to be awake to when you feel alive, when your heart is on fire. When I would work at my nine to five job, I would feel drained at the end of the day. That means I'm not in alignment. When I would go and, um, work with a bunch of young people on a Friday night, I would leave with so much energy. I could stay up for hours because I was just so energized by the work that I was doing. After I give a talk, I literally cannot sleep because there is so much energy and passion buzzing inside of me. That's when you know you found your calling and your purpose, when it gives you energy rather than taking it away from you and you feel drained afterwards. Completely. And so how did how did confident and killing it come into this? So I, when I was running this course with the young people, I asked them what they wanted to get out of life. Um, and they all wrote it down on a piece of paper and I was super excited to hear um, what they had to say. So I get home and um, the first piece of paper I open goes, oh, I wish I was more confident. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just one person, hopefully it's fine. Second piece of paper, I wish I loved myself more. Third piece of paper, I wish I was more confident. Fourth piece of paper, I want to learn how to unleash my inner Beyonce. And I literally just burst into tears because I was like, I remember when I was a teenager and I didn't love myself. How are we here again, generation after generation, women are growing up not loving and believing in themselves. This is not okay. This is not normal. But society and capitalism actually benefits of women being insecure. Because as long as we're insecure, we need all these creams and products and outfits to make us feel better about ourselves. But actually, that does not deal with the fundamental uh, point of the way we see ourselves and we feel that we are not good enough. 
So um, I decided to make a video on Instagram about how important it is to love and believe in yourself. And I did it. And even though I was so afraid and freaking out about what other people were going to say, would they find it cringe? Would they laugh at me? I posted that video anyways, because I said to myself, the message in me is greater than the fear I feel about judgment or whatever um, that people might have towards it. So I put that video out there and the response I got was absolutely incredible. So many people were DMing me saying, thank you, Tiwa. Thank you, Tiwa. Thank you, Tiwa. Um, And so I was like, okay, there's definitely something here. There is demand for this. Let me just keep going. And so I made videos for about a year on Instagram, just, you know, encouraging people, just being a light to the world. And then I decided to put on, um, an event uh, just to see if people would show up. It was like a fun little experiment. (laughs) I was talking to my mom, like, how funny would it be if I did an event? And she was like, yeah, let's do it, you know? And so I did. And I got like 200 emails in three days of people signing up and registering. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is is something I have to take serious. And so that event was called... um, confident and killing it self-love 101 that was just the name of the event and just the name that I came up with and um everywhere I went after that event people were like hey confident and killing it hey confident and killing it so I was like <laughs> you know what I'm actually confident and killing it and I just have to make this the name of my company and yeah so, so yeah and so that's how the name stuck and then I just started creating and did the website and the Instagram page and showing up as confident and killing it that's brilliant and then what you know you were still working full-time while doing this what was the moment where you just decided no this I've got to take this on yeah as my career and my passion yeah because it's it's a scary step for a lot of people to take like to leave a stable nine till five um and and do something that you're so passionate about yeah there's fear in stepping into that Mm-hmm. I guess, unknown. Um, how did you find that and how did it happen? Mm. So again, it all goes back to my feelings and like my intuition. And I was beginning to feel at my job, I was beginning to feel a bit stuck. And the same way I was feeling when I knew it was time for me to leave my first job in Oxford was the same way I was feeling um, last December when I left um, that job. So I was noticing that, you know, I never get anxiety. I never really get panic attacks, but I would go into work and I would just have this overwhelming sensation of like wanting to cry and just like feeling like I shouldn't really be here right now. And there comes a point in your life where the pain of staying in your comfort zone is actually more painful than the pain of taking the risk to go out there and see where you land. So the pain of staying in my comfort zone was getting so painful, you know, my chest, my throat. And I was like, I need to do this. And at the same time, I went to see a life coach for a session, actually. And she said to me, don't underestimate the amount of passion that you have and the energy you have in your 20s right now to build this business. Because I was thinking, oh, I want to, you know, work for a few more years in the corporate world, get experience. And then maybe when I'm 30, I'll leave to like start my business full time. And she was like, no, 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 no. Like the amount of energy and passion you have right now, you cannot guarantee 
that that is how you will be in the next four years. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a fair point, (laughs) you know. And also because I'm reaching women in their 20s, it makes sense for me to be on this journey as a woman in my 20s, you know. So everything just kind of made sense. And I just knew that I'm resilient. I'm determined. I will make it work. And so I quit um, in December without a business plan, without any sort of income already lined up. And I gave myself three months. I said, okay, three months, I'll live off my savings. But by March, I want to have a business that is up and running, fully fledged, that can pay me so I don't have to dip into my savings anymore. Yeah. Um, um, and then how, I mean, we've we've gone through COVID. You've had to bounce back from that as well. Yeah. So when COVID happened and lockdown was implemented, I was getting cancellation email after cancellation email after cancellation. It was, oh. most, I was gutted. Like my heart was literally broken because March was here. This was the time things were taking off International Women's Day. I was booked to do so many workshops and speaking events and literally everything got cancelled. And I really, you know, kind of hit rock bottom in terms of, I was like, do I need to get another job? Am I going to have to apply for somewhere? Because I had already done three months living off my savings. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to do another three months living off my savings because then it'll be gone. So um, what I did was, you know, I took the moment, I kind of reflected on where I was, I decided the outcome that I do want because a lot of the times we go into the future and we think of the worst possible outcome. So my Mm. mind was telling me, what if you never bounce back? What if this is the end? What if your business is done? You've done three months as an entrepreneur and it's done. You failed, you failed, you failed. And that Mm. was the narrative in my mind. Now that narrative doesn't empower me. It sabotages me. That narrative demoralizes me. So What I decided to do was create a different narrative that would keep me going. And that's exactly what I did. I drew out a little image on a piece of paper and I said, what goes down must come back up. I am unstoppable. And I put that note on my vision board. So every single day when I woke up, I would see it. What goes down must come back up. Meaning that, yes, I've hit rock bottom but I'm going to rebuild my business and come back up. And now actually I've seen more growth in the past two months that I ever have, you know, when things were going well in January and February. Um, and now I have my sales funnels and now I have a community and, you know, I have consistency and I'm, I'm, I'm fully booked. It's crazy. Like I am booked and busy. <laughs> um, so it all goes back to the stories we tell ourselves. If you tell yourself a disempowering story, that becomes reality. If you tell yourself an empowering story, that becomes your reality. Absolutely. It's so, so true. So I was going to ask you, like, what challenges did you face? But I is there a bigger challenge than that? Mm, yeah. So I guess I've also struggled with like my definition of success because a lot of the work I do is on social media. You know, you have that constant battle of, oh, how many followers do you have? Oh, is your brand big enough? Oh, what's your engagement like? You know, and yeah. it's, 
it does get to you at some point if you don't manage it properly. So in the beginning, I would freak out about how many likes did this video get? Oh, uh, do people really like me? Do they not like me? Are they just trying to be nice? Do they really care about what I'm doing? You know, all of these things. And when I based my success on the numbers, I felt miserable because I was constantly comparing myself to other people. But I had to realize, and this is something, you know, working at Girl Effect helped me um, do was like, it's about the impact. It's about, you know, the life changing impact that it has on someone. It's about the quality, not the quantity. So it doesn't matter if one person shows up to an event, right? At least I get to impact one person's life. And that is beautiful. That is good enough. So um, and I love Maya Angelou's definition of success, which is success is um, knowing who you are, knowing like knowing who you are, liking what you do and how you do it. Completely. And I think that is that is what I have made my def- definition of success about, like knowing and loving who I am, liking what I do and how I do it. As long as I love my work. I'm happy with that. I don't care about how many followers I have or how many likes it gets. Like I love what I do and I show up for that. Um, so that has been a, a really big challenge for me that I'm still overcoming. And, you know, everybody has that low key obsession with Instagram and, you know, things like that, but I'm definitely learning to manage it better. And do you think like this whole journey has also helped in your own healing and personal growth as well? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, when I'm, you know, giving a talk or giving someone advice, I'm, I'm taking all of that in too. Right. So it's people are like, oh, Tiwa, you're so giving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I am. But when I'm watching a video to then come and talk to somebody about something, I'm learning and then I'm giving that wisdom to them. So everything I give to people, I give to myself as well. So if I'm talking to people about not comparing yourself, I give that gift to myself as well. I give myself that pep talk too. So I've learned to be my own cheerleader as well. And what has kept you going? Like keeping that motivation going is is sometimes really hard, but what what, what keeps you going? Um, I would say the impact that I have on people. Um, I get some really incredible messages about how I've turned people's whole lockdown around and how they now finally believe in themselves and they're taking action on their goals. Like nothing makes me happier than seeing women win and take action on their goals and their dreams. Because I think women have so much to bring to the world, but we're often held back by our, our mindset. Um, and our lack of confidence. And so what keeps me going is seeing women who have are part of the Confident and Killing It community taking action and living the life that they truly want to live. Um, another thing that keeps me going is, I guess, yeah, just like my deep love to, to just to help people and be an inspiration and be a light to the world. Like, I love doing what makes me feel alive. And this is what makes me feel alive. When I, if I stop doing this, I, d- I don't know how I would feel, you know? So actually, even though we've been in lockdown and people are like, oh, Tiwa, like, have you rested? Have you taken time for yourself? Like, you know, you don't need to be productive in lockdown. Actually, I need to keep doing this because if I don't, then I will not feel alive. 
Yeah, that's completely true. And so what does a session with you look like? Um, okay, so as a coach, it's my job to really understand where my client is and where they want to go. And then we map out a way to get there. Um, and I create a journey. So because I bring my personality to it, they're super energetic, super kind of like, people are always like, Tiwa, get out of my head. Like why, like get out of my head. Like people, I just have this unique gift of seeing things in people that they don't necessarily see and also articulating some things they've been struggling with um, so that they can actually understand and identify what they're dealing with so they can then move on. So um, we always do a, a deep dive on strengths is the first thing I do with everyone that comes to me, because when I ask people what their strengths are, they're like looking left and right, hoping something just drops down from heaven. You know, people can only say like two or three strengths at the max. But when I sit down with someone and have a one hour conversation, I can pull out 20, 30 strengths. And they're there staring at me like, how the hell did you do that? And I'm like, I know what questions to ask you to get you thinking um, and talking to me. And I know how to pull out the strengths in people. So, yeah, that's what they look like. Uh, really about it's all about programming your mind. So I have a speciality in positive psychology. So that's what I bring to the coaching, you know, being able to program your mind and teach it to work for you rather than against you. Oh, that's brilliant. And like looking back now uh, at that aha moment or that something within, are you happy that you listened to it and changed your life? Oh, my gosh. Yes. One hundred percent. I think if you think about it, you actually have nothing to lose and you have so much to gain, right? If you're stuck in a job that you hate, what do you have to lose? A lot of people are afraid to leave their job because they're scared of what's out there. But actually, you know, you will always feel resistance when you're going from a lower sphere in your life to a higher sphere. Yes, I was scared. Yes, I didn't have money lined up. But I knew that following my dreams, following my purpose will elevate me to a level higher than I was so yes it's scary but the the joy the freedom you get from living in purpose and doing what you love in life doesn't compare to anything else so I'm so happy I did it honestly like I love being my own boss I love the impact and what I'm building and I couldn't think yeah I couldn't imagine life any other way amazing and so what what advice I mean, you've given a lot of great snapshots there, but what advice would you give to listeners where they've had that something within, but they're a little bit scared to take that step or for somebody to kind of look out for those moments? Mm. I think what I would say is everything you need to win in life is already within you. So you have what it takes to make your dream come true. If you look at your strengths and you look at your interests, you are most likely going to find synergy between the two. And so I think rather than freaking out about not being good enough to make your dream come true, you are good enough. You do have what it takes. You just need to spend time working on it and, and, and articulating what your strengths are. So if anyone needs, um, you know, support with finding their strengths and articulating that, please do get in touch with me, um, on Instagram and I'll, I'll share my details uh, at the end, but you know, you've got to know what you're good at 
know what you love and do those things. You have what it takes to make your dreams become a reality. You just need to believe in yourself and tell yourself empowering stories. And when the negativity comes, and it will, you've got to learn to challenge it. Don't let negative thoughts just come into your mind and have a party and build a tent and get comfortable. You've got to challenge your negative thoughts and replace them with more empowering thoughts that you would rather believe for yourself, because that is how you build the confidence to then put yourself out there and and, um, take action on that something within you. That is brilliant advice. Thank you. Thank you so much. So how can people get in touch with you? I mean, I'm already energized and yeah. (laughs) So how can they get in touch with you or hear your podcast? Anything? Yeah. So search Confident and Killing It podcast um, on, you know, whatever podcast platform you listen to. Um, you can also check out my website, www.confidentandkillingit.com. And that has a whole bunch of resources, templates, worksheets um, that you can you can download to start your journey and also do regular events on there, which I put. So you can also check out what events we have coming up. Um, I'm really good with Instagram. So you can follow me at Tiwalola, T-I-W-A-L-O-W-L-A or at Confident and Killing It on Instagram as well, where I post loads of cool inspirational videos and posts and, and tips as well for being confident. That's brilliant. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thank you. All right. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the journey. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us for this episode of That's Something Within. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and maybe found inspiration in the stories. If you'd like to get in contact about any of today's points, you can find me at Taban Shiresh on social channels. Remember to follow me to get updates on future episodes and remember to share the podcast. We're really looking forward to having you tune in for the next episode.